the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plain talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions. Bernie knows his way around, and so It's Sunday, 4 o'clock, and that means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and each week at 4 o'clock on 1280 AM, The Patriot, or follow us live on Facebook. You will hear about politics, Israel, and the law like you hear about them nowhere else. Uh, we try to bring you a little bit of a different angle, and we have some excellent guests this week. No different. We will be joined by CEO and founder of My Pillow, Mike Lindell. And from the time that he openly and publicly uh, showed his support for President Donald J. Trump, he went from someone who redeemed his life, who turned his life around, one who most of the liberal left would believe as uh, a great life story, a great public interest story, turning his life around to become a very, very successful business owner, a business that he started effectively out of his garage, uh, selling his product effectively door-to-door or uh, county fair to county fair, kiosk to kiosk, and he's turned it into a multi-multi-million dollar operation. And this coming from bankruptcy and despair and, as he puts it, uh, crack addict, Uh, So you would think that he would be someone that folks on the left would be heralding. No, not at all. Once he uh, uttered the words of support toward Donald J. Trump, it was over for him uh, with the left and with the mainstream media and many others. Uh, But he has continued to maintain not just his support of Donald J. Trump, but his interest in making sure that we do not lose the society that built this country to what it is today. No, not a racist society. Uh, No, not a uh, white supremacist society. Uh, but one of hard work, responsibility, accountability, uh, one in which you don't have 
help wanted signs out there being ignored because you're on the dole and receiving a check each month and you're better off putting that check into your bank account and spending it month to month than and being at home than working for it. And so these help wanted signs go without response. And that's where we sit today. Mike Lindell doesn't believe in that. He's been looking most recently at the 2020 election and has dug deeply into it, made statements that those who want the status quo want people to just shut up, shut their ears and their eyes, and move along. That election in November is over, and Joe Biden's in office. Enough said. And forget about the fact that tens of millions of people uh, question or at least have doubt, certainly, and many of them question the integrity of the election. Ah, that, that doesn't matter. doesn't matter whether the American people believe in the credibility of the results. Really? I mean, that's kind of critical for an election. You better be able to establish it with ease, the victor. What is the fear of digging into this? Particularly when, at a minimum, people have to acknowledge there are some statistical anomalies. Now, they may be explainable, as many on the left would have us believe, but, but there are many that are inexplicable. So we're going to talk today with uh, Mike Lindell. As you know, I am lead litigation counsel in the case that my pillow has, representing my pillow. Mike Lindell has separate counsel, but uh, we are representing my pillow in the lawsuit that Dominion has launched against my pillow, who said nothing of Dominion, uh, for defamation for a billion three to basically end Mike Lindell's company, my pillow. Uh, as well, we represent MyPillow in its suit against uh, Dominion for the damage that it has caused Dominion by its conduct and its actions. So stay tuned for that. By the way, next week on the Victory Hour, we will have a uh, fascinating interview with Boris Epstein. Uh, Boris, a surrogate for Donald J. Trump, uh, a kitchen cabinet uh, advisor to the president when prior to his election on his campaign, but also uh, during his term as president of the United States. Boris Epstein will be with us on the Victory Hour, uh, and uh, he will opine about the state of the Republican Party, where Tom, Donald Trump sits vis-a-vis the Republican Party, what politics looks like here in the United States and going uh, presently and going forward. So make sure to tune in next Sunday for uh, that interview as well. Before we have uh, Mike Lindell uh, join us today, I wanted to talk a bit about how things are looking with Joe Biden as president. Uh, 
And, and by the way, our last segment today, we're going to talk about Israel. So we're going to cover politics now. We're going to talk about Israel uh, at the end of the show if we have time, and I'm hopeful that we do because I have a couple of very important things to share about what's happening in Israel and the proper perspective for it all, in my judgment at least. Uh, we'll talk politics now, but but then in the middle we'll, we'll talk with Mike Lindell and, and that'll revolve around uh, the law in uh, great respects as he's involved in this litigation. Well, involved politics as well, of course. So, Joe Biden. All right. What do we got with Joe Biden? Well, what we have is for, for really one of the first times in the last, you know, for, for my kids' lifetime, probably during their entire lifetime, uh, for the last uh, 40 years, probably 30, 40 years, uh, there's talk of inflation. Yeah, Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden, the next Jimmy Carter. Uh, and I uh, that was my first election when Jimmy Carter uh, ran for his second term. And I was happy to avoid voting for Jimmy Carter. Uh, the uh, issue of inflation was an enormous issue in that election. Stagflation. High inflation, high unemployment, both at the same time. Are we going to be looking at that again? And who does that hurt? Who does inflation hurt when people are making a living, but when they go to the store, their dollar is it simply buys less, much less. In addition, if they try to get a mortgage, it costs them an arm and a leg more because interest rates are so high. That hurts the poor. The wealthy, yeah, they don't like it, but you know what? They can afford it. Because on the margins, those extra costs, they can afford. But it hurts the poor. The poor genuinely cannot afford it. They have to go without. They can't purchase this or that at the store. And I'm not talking about luxuries. I'm talking about necessities. Inflation hurts the poor, the impoverished. And all of this pouring money into the economy causes inflation. Nobody disagrees with that. And so to the extent Donald Trump did it, I disagree with it. To the extent Joe Biden has doubled and tripled down on it, which is what he's done, I don't agree with it either. Why? Because it hurts the poor. And as I've said a number of times, The government either needs to get out of the way or, if it is going to get in the way, needs to avoid disasters for those who cannot survive them, which are those who are most poor and disadvantaged in our society. Well, inflation hurts the poor. Well, what else? Well, what I talked about at the top of the show. Hiring signs. Nobody taking on the jobs. Why? Because they're getting money to sit home. Who does that hurt? That hurts the esteem of the poor. They're not working for it. They're losing the esteem of working and earning and feeling 
like this is money I am going to guard because I worked my tail off to get it, as opposed to, ah, it's free money, go in the backyard and pull it off a tree. No, it hurts the entire mentality of our society. What else hurts the poor? Energy independence. We were on the road to that with Donald J. Trump. Not anymore. Enormous gas prices. It doesn't hurt the rich. They pull up to the pump, they pay whatever it is, and they leave. They don't even think about it. But those who are disadvantaged, minority communities, the poor or disadvantaged, oftentimes it really has a negative impact. The end of the uh, economic prosperity in the cities. Uh, highest employment rates for minorities. That's gone. That that You're not going to see that. That's Joe Biden. Race relations, police destruction. Destruction, defund the police. Destroy the police. Make sure that they don't want to respond to calls. Who does that hurt? That's hurt that hurts the poorest of our communities. The disadvantaged. That's where they need safety and security support from the police. That hurts them. This isn't a leader, Joe Biden. No, he's not a leader. He's a politician. He has been his entire life. It has been his career. He has never had a job. Never is an overstatement. He had a job for one or two years when he was 29, 30 years old. As a lawyer. No, he's a professional politician, and he's not a leader. And he never has been. That is just six examples of headed down the wrong path, or five examples, the sixth one, immigration. And, you know, we're falling apart at the border, completely falling apart. Everyone knows it. Anyone who looks at it, any attempt to explain it away is a joke. And it wasn't happening with Donald J. Trump. So all of you brilliant voters out there who said, oh, God, I don't like his attitude. and the, All right, you'll live with this instead. Yeah, Joe, he'll be sleeping. He won't be yelling and screaming about needing to make change for the better. He won't be doing that. So you'll feel more comfortable because the media isn't pounding on you left and right. Which is what they did uh, to Donald J. Trump. And in your house every single uh, day for four years. And you got sick of it. And so you decided, well, let's put someone else in. Maybe we won't have to hear the drumming. Yeah. <sighs> when we come back, we're going to talk with Mike Lindell. Should be joining us shortly. And we're going to talk about the election that made this change from Joe Biden and and the voters uh, came out and said, oh, we don't want the vitriol anymore. Instead, we want these uh, policies that uh, go back to where we were, a state of destruction. So stay with us. And while we're away for the short break, go to ParkerDK.com. ParkerDK.com. Take a look at our website. It's a good one. Really good one. And uh, stay tuned. Big stuff coming up. Love me now, love me now. 
We're back. It's the Victory Hour with Fleetwood Mac this uh, week. It's a, it feels like a, a Fleetwood Mac Sunday, doesn't it? Listen, the Victory Hour each week, you can live stream coast to coast. You can listen live on 1280 AM, The Patriot. You can listen on a replay on Freedom 1570 at 6 p.m. Freedom 1570. You can follow us live as well on Facebook. You can grab the podcast at any time. Uh, There's hundreds of podcasts, literally, listed. They're available for review from the interview with Governor Al Quee, which we had a number of months ago, or or the mayor, Rudy Giuliani, or the other mayor, Jacob Fry. Ugh. Listen, I, I was thinking about this today. I um uh I was thinking about I went and I um I got my vaccine because I needed to get my vaccine, you see, in order uh to travel and gain entrance into the state of Israel. And I have uh, wanted to get there for a number of months. I am now planning a trip coming up in a couple of months. And so I needed to get the vaccine. I don't know if I would have gotten it or not. Otherwise, I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't have. I'm not saying I would have. Uh, it's one of those issues that uh, I don't take a position on. And so I'm, I'm in uh, Golden Valley, and they're not requiring masks in Golden Valley. By the way, I also went to a couple of shops. Nobody in there wearing masks. The clerk's not wearing masks. Same in St. Louis Park. Now, I go about a mile to the east, and, you know, you better be double or triple masked or the city council is going to pound the gavel on you. I mean, it's, it is a mask zone still in the uh, city of Minneapolis. Now, I'm not making fun of it, but it is a little goofy, right? I mean, it is. You're, you're, you're okay. The, 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 the virus doesn't cross over that boundary from St. Louis Park or Golden Valley to, to Minneapolis, apparently. Although people will say, listen, they're different political entities and they elect their people to make decisions and they've made different decisions. Happens all the time. Fair enough. Fair point. And that's why it's happening here. But when it comes to the issue of public health, you kind of think, eh, you know, maybe a regional decision might make more sense or a statewide decision might and we could spend quite a bit of time talking about uh you know ta- talking about following the science well, what does that mean what does following the science really mean because did they follow the science in Florida? 
Did they follow the science in Texas? They would argue absolutely they did. And they would have the numbers to show it and the scientific evidence to show it. And anyone who says otherwise, is it's folly. It's straight-out folly. I'm not a scientist, but I'm not a fool either. I can read. And it, you know, it, so it, it doesn't take much to, to know that they were following the science and they ended up with results as good or better, frankly better, uh, than California or New York, for example. All four of those states are large states. I think they're, uh, they may be uh, in the top four largest states in the country by population. Certainly in the top half dozen. And so comparing them is not unreasonable. Uh, But their policies were far different. And the results, if if their policies are far different with the same results, that kind of indicates that it doesn't matter whether you had strong, demanding mask policy in one place, total lockdown in one place, and neither of those things somewhere else. It just wouldn't matter. Well, you look at the numbers and you go, how did so many people die in these places where There were lockdowns and strong mask policy. Oh, you look a little deeper and you realize huge percentages of the people that died were in assisted care facilities. Huh. Well, what was the policy? Did they take care? Did they do what was needed in those facilities? Well, maybe they did in Florida and Texas. And they would argue absolutely they did. And by the way, the numbers would support that. But in California and particularly New York, they did things far differently as it relates to that population, particularly New York. And Minnesota, by the way, who for, uh, I believe, ended up around the 80% number, but for virtually all of the pandemic was at 80% of the deaths coming from assisted care facilities. Hello, let's do something. And by the way, we knew within the first few weeks. We knew within the first few weeks that this virus attacked the elderly much more perniciously than others. So... The death numbers are horrific from this virus, serious virus. Our response to it, particularly by the governors, because the governors demanded to have the ability to take a not a one-size-fits-all, but a state-by-state approach, and that was allowed. They demanded it. And arguably, it makes sense. But you can see 
who failed and who didn't by the numbers. At least in terms of assisted care facility deaths. And these lockdowns and masks, mask policies and whether they worked. And there are two things you come away with. And it's sad. It's unfortunate. Nobody intends to, to, to uh, introduce a policy in which, in which they cause the death of elderly individuals. Grandma and grandpa. No. Nobody intends that. I'm not suggesting that. But I'm suggesting that it is ignorant policy. Listen, Ron DeSantis has perhaps the largest elderly population down there in Florida, and his numbers are far lower. I mean, that is success. He's protecting people. It's the obligation of these governors. They didn't do it. And then you turn, you flip the coin, and they were even worse in these blue states when it came to destroying the economy, destroying people's livelihoods. And by the way, that's not just a dollars and cents economic question. That's a personal health question. That is a public health question. It is a life and death question in many cases. So... You know, I, I just I, I just don't get it. People, they went out, the media drove the narrative, they drove it for four years. I guess I do get it, because when that's all you hear, throw out Donald J. Trump, that's what you do. And nobody spends the time like we do, you know, looking at the numbers and saying, yeah, but he's doing such a good job. They don't. They don't spend the time doing that. So they throw him out. And this is what they get. Well, we got another one coming up in 2022 and another one in 2024. Hmm. Maybe then we'll uh, sharpen our pencil a little bit and take a closer look at whether we want the America that Joe Biden is peddling, that critical race theory is peddling, that a rewrite of history is peddling, that inflation, higher gas prices, higher unemployment, which is coming. And frankly, immigration disaster. Is that what we want? All right, we'll be back. And uh, we did get a call at, uh, as that Mike Lindell has been delayed. And it may be he cannot join us today. But we will uh, see if he can break away. But regardless, we're going to talk uh, what's going on in the Middle East. Another enormous difference between Donald J. Trump's handling of policy and Joe Biden. Make sure to stay with us. Go to parkerdk.com. I miss you already. Big stuff coming just like last. I, I didn't lie, right? I told you. Yeah. Stay tuned.
We're back. It's the victory hour. Again, Fleetwood Mac doesn't get much better. Although it can get better because uh, you can be listening to the victory hour. and We can have a special guest, CEO and founder of MyPillow, Mike Lindell, with us. And indeed, that's what we have this week. Mike's had a very busy uh, Sunday, but he's... Uh, uh, very generously agreed to break away from that to join us today as he's got a lot of fires in or irons in the fire. And so we very much uh, thank the author of What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO, which is the life story of uh, Mike Lindell. I've got the book, I've read the book, outstanding book. And a great read. I mean, an interesting uh, read. You know, the redemption of Mike Lindell, as I said at the top of the show, something that you would think uh, the left would be reveling in and supporting openly. But, of course, he showed his support for Donald Trump, and that was the end of Mike Lindell for uh, as far as they were concerned. But we've got him joining us on the Victory Hour right now. Mike, thank you very much for being on the air. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So it has been a busy weekend. I was with our real president this weekend. Yeah, okay. We're going to talk a little about that. You know, we uh, I was talking on the other uh, side of the this last break a little bit about the differences between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, and of course uh, they are enormous. Uh, they're uh, uh, they are uh, mountain differences between the two men. And and between their policies. And we had an election on November 3rd. Uh, Biden is said uh, to have won. Uh, In fact, more than that, there is a blackout on basically anyone, at least as far as national broadcast, cable or mainstream systems are concerned, uh, a, a blackout on anyone from bringing up any suggestion that election integrity was compromised during that election. What say you, Mike Lindell? I say that it's all coming out now. We've got every at least nine states now um, have started uh, um, digging into the, uh, you know, it's Arizona and Michigan um, spearheading the way. And uh, I've got all the stuff that I've got, the cyber, uh, anyone that wants to watch that at uh, um, on our website, uh, Frank's Beach can watch all the cyber proof that we have. And that case is going to get there about five to six weeks now before the Supreme Court. And I believe it'll be nine zero and um, our president will be back in by September. This is a crime against humanity. And it was uh, it was 100 uh, percent, not 98 percent, 100 percent. These many, many forms of cheating. But the biggest thing was through the machines and and it's all going to uh, there's no statute limitations on it. I had to do a talk yesterday and uh, there's no statute limitations. And there's there's actually precedent just in but in down tickets where they uh, if you find a crime committed, if you find a uh, uh, that they're, they're uh, the real or the you find out that they're another guy won, you put him in. I mean, they uh, um, and this is uh, this is such a massive lawfare and everything else they've done to suppress this. We're actually coming out with a new movie called Absolute Cover Up. It's going to show all the players that 
kept tried to cover this up and hide it from the keep it hid from the public. And boy, they did a pretty good job of it for three months, four months. Well, for those of you out there who want to, you know, you say, you know, I hear about this Mike Lindell guy, and they're shutting him down, and they're closing him off from mainstream publication. What is it that he's really saying? What evidence does he really have? Because all these cases were thrown out, etc. You got to note a couple of things. Number one, the cases that were thrown out were not thrown out. Virtually none of them uh, were thrown out based on the merits, but on a technicality or a standing issue or a legal, uh, uh, some other legal issue. And it's the merits that Mike Lindell has been looking at. Mike, if someone wants to see what you have been talking about, they can go to Absolute Proof, which is a video. Absolute um, was it cover up or what were the other? Two? Well, we have we have we have. You can go to Lindell TV. You can watch Absolute Proof. You can watch Scientific Proof. You can watch Absolute Interference. Now, I just made a short version. It's on FrankSpeech.com and Lindell TV. This is a 26-minute version to watch. This shows just 19 of the cyber attacks by China on uh, on f- the five states, the five swing states, and all ev- just these 19. I spent oh about six weeks now validating with white hat hackers that the government uses to protect our country, and all of them have been validated 100%. They cannot go back in time and change them. These are like having DNA proof at the scene of a crime. Uh, if you had uh, you know, blood or anything. This is only, this is cyber. They're called. And these packets are, cannot change. They cannot be altered. And they 100% show China flipped five of these states. Uh, and, uh, and I, I, did they, did they hack all the states? Yes. But I wanted to, I wanted to, I cherry picked out the five and I spent a lot of money and resources getting them all validated for getting ready for the Supreme court. And, and by the time, you know, the whole thing, they say, well, Mike, why don't you bring it to them right now? I want everybody to go look at this, watch it, share it with all your friends so that by the time this gets to the Supreme Court, these, they can't deny it. They, they're there to protect our country. They're, nine, they're people, too. They have kids, grandchildren. They have neighbors. They have friends. And when they see, when they look at this evidence and say, wow, China came in, the CCP, they used the Democrats. You know, the Democrats warned of this, said we can, these machines are hackable and they're going to hack in and take our action. And just that, that they pick their party to uh, uh, to be uh, partners with, so to speak, on this. And, yeah, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. It It, it is. And, and what, uh, you know, folks out there, there, there are many who uh, simply don't believe this. It's too far fetched. Etc., which is why we are open to saying, go and take a look. Once you've taken a look, you may either believe it or not believe it, whatever. You you go and you take a look. You don't cover it up. You don't silence it. You don't black it out. You don't destroy the First Amendment of the United, you know, of our Constitution. You, you, You air this. And let people say, no, that's ridiculous, that doesn't verify. And other people say, it absolutely verifies it. And in the marketplace of ideas, you battle it out. And then legally, you go to the courts and you battle it out there uh, as well. And, uh, you know, Mike is providing this information for people to look at. Companies like uh, Google, uh, Facebook, 
YouTube, Twitter, they're all saying, no, 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 shut that down. We don't want anyone to see it. We don't want anyone to hear it. And it is an outrage that mainstream media outlets, uh, you know, like the New York Times, like the uh, L.A. Times, like all the broadcast networks, like like even Fox News and CNN, they won't have Mike Lindell on the show. Right. None of them will. You can't say machines. You can't talk about machines or vaccines. That's the way it is nowadays. And uh, but the, the machines, it's like a race here. This isn't everybody. I want everybody to know a few things. One is they didn't have this. This evidence came to me on January 9th from January 9th on. So people say, well, Mike, William Barr said there wasn't enough evidence. He didn't have this. Right. You guys, this was all revealed later on. This is through the machine. Cheating, I call it the dead people, the boys, non-residents, all that, all that cheating. Of course, Donald Trump won. But if they, if they would have put him in office on the, in December fourteenth, let's say, we wouldn't have found out about the big, the big, uh, the big heist, which is uh, China attacking into our machines. Everybody here, everybody can try and wrap their head around this. The real totals are Donald Trump eighty million, Biden sixty six million. Now these, we have the cyber packets that hundred percent prove this. Any state that says they weren't hacked, like uh, Ohio, that won, where he won by seven, he actually won by 15. Yeah. Um, you know, Florida, they were just talking the other day, they won by, uh, you know, almost double. This was in a, you know, and everyone says, come on, this is crazy. Well, you know what? They just hacked our oil. I mean, you, you know, they have these pipelines, these gas pipelines, any computers, of course they can get hacked. These computers were online. And it's like, you know, what's so far-fetched about the numbers that the anomalies here and these deviations were of historical proportions. It could only have happened through the machine. So that's why I never let up. When these guys brought me this, these are whistleblowers from the government that that ran the spyware on the night of the election. And, you know, there's so many things that that it gives answers to now like you know in michigan and wisconsin where they dumped a hundred thousand votes each in the middle of the night all for biden and everyone says well those were those were those mail-in votes no they weren't the mail-in votes were counted on the morning of the third nobody's ever looked at any of these things and and the judges were either afraid to look or they were you know well and frankly it's not all that surprising that when your guy wins you say all right it's over let's move on yep. <laughs> and everyone you know and sweep it under the rug and that's what the entire mainstream media did and they forced the narrative on everyone else we've got to take a quick break yep. you're listening to the victory hour we're talking to my Pillow CEO and founder Mike Lindell and you know you've probably noticed over the last uh, few weeks sponsor of the victory hour uh, the company my pillow indeed so mike lindell will be with us on the other side of the break for a few minutes to close up the show as well uh, make sure to stay with us in the meantime go to parkerdk.com we'll be right back We're back on the Victory Hour with CEO and founder of MyPillow, Mike Lindell, joining us. And if you want to uh, see what Mike has been talking about uh, most recently, go to frankspeech.com. Also, for the background, pick up his book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO. Uh, 
We've got a caller from uh, Hopkins. Dan from Hopkins has a uh, question for Mike Lindell. Dan, go ahead. Thank you, Mr. Parker, and thank you for your show. I'm so grateful for that. Mike, it's an honor to talk to you. I, I met you at the airport in Anoka County. <clears throat> you had a rally with okay. women on the March for Trump. My question right. for you, when is the – thank you so much. God bless you. When is, when is the forensic audit going to happen in Minnesota? I believe you when you said Trump won by 60,000 votes at that rally. Yeah, that when can we, go ahead. I have, I have no idea. What I'm doing now, just so you know what I'm doing personally, I became like a hub of a wheel. All these things going around our country, there's so many groups, so, so many lawsuits, so many audits going on. Uh, in, but what I'm doing personally in the next four weeks, um, we're having a, we're doing a machine. We're going to do machine audits in five or six different states. Minnesota will not be one of them. Where we're showing the attorney generals, we're getting the attorney generals on our, on a, you know, to be part of this lawsuit. Uh, I mean, I mean, part of this, yeah, for the Supreme Court. Obviously, our attorney general in Minnesota would not have a thing to do with it. And uh, so, Minnesota, I would say, is going to be probably down the road. We did have a big victory in Minnesota, you know, with the churches. That's why he opened the state up. You know that, right? Right, um, yeah. right. That was they a good op- one. You know, opening the state up. And I will say this. Here's something. You can probably get a lot more information from me. When, on Ju- on July or June 12th, we're having a huge rally, probably 30,000, 40,000 people over in Richmond, Wisconsin. It's a Frank Speech rally. And um, okay. I'm going to have a lot more information for everybody by then. Um, but like I say, my concentration over the next few weeks is to get these other audits done, to get this case ready for the Supreme Court. My Mike, I was just going to say that Dennis Prager doesn't fully believe there was massive fraud, which is surprising. Neither does Mark Davis. If you could get on their shows and talk to them about it and all the millions of listeners that listen to them. Yeah, I think, Dan, that's, you know, that's a that's a good point. Uh, And, you know, Prager, these guys, uh, they're smart. They don't have all of the evidence. They don't spend their time looking at it in the manner, in the way that Mike Lindell has been. Uh, looking at it. They may end up looking at it uh, thoroughly and disagreeing with Mike Lindell, or they may agree with him just the way the Supreme Court may agree or disagree. But the point is, once that information is provided to them, which I don't think they have yet, uh, their opinion will be more educated. Uh, And and that's what Mike is trying to do. I want to say something there. This is uh, just take absolute interference or that short version I have now, and spread it out far and wide. That's what Frank Speech is supposed to do. Nobody, nobody has told me my evidence is is fraudulent. Nobody. Not the mainstream media. I've sent it to them all. They all have it. They've all seen it. They're all scared it's going to get pulled down. This is about educating all the public. Right now, 40% of Democrats believe this election was fraudulent. The more crazy stuff coming out of D.C. every day where these idiotic things that don't help anyone come out of there, uh, it's actually helping our cause, everybody. And then people say, well, Mike, would you have done this if the shoe was on the other foot? 100 percent I would have, because what's happened, these machines that when these when China hacks in and steals our election, it's over. The machine's got to go and everybody's got to see this evidence. So there's a lot of pressure on the Supreme Court. Yeah. And the the fact is, Mike Lindell was not a political guy one iota until uh, just a few years ago. He isn't involved in politics. 
So we thank Mike very much. I I really appreciate you coming on the show today, Mike, uh, and sharing with us uh, the information that you uh, have and and where people can go. Absolute interference, absolute proof, uh, frankspeech.com, and get all of that information. All right. Thank you very much, Mike Lindell, CEO of uh, MyPillow. And and, uh, Dan, thank you for calling in. Until next week when we'll have Boris Epstein from the Trump administration on the show. Have a great week.